Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. everybody welcome to today's issues on the american family radio network for this monday january the 31st 2022 already we thank you for listening to afr this is a current events program and uh, we're going to be talking about what's happening in the news i'm tim wildman with ed battagliano good morning ed good morning tim and almost all of our news is current yeah sometimes we have some obsolete news Right. Just Along with the current current events. Throw that in for good measure. Yes. Keep people uh, on their toes. Chris Woodward. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Bringing you the best of the oldies from the <laughs> 70s, 80s, and now 90s. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to just say Funny. congratulations to the uh, lifelong uh, Rams fan here. Yes. Ed Battagliano. Since I was eight you years old. Suffered. The Rams going to the Super Bowl. Wait, we eight years old. What now? Since I've been, I was eight years old, I've been a Rams fan. Now, how did you? How did you? How did that happen? Well, I'm a Boston fan for every all the other sports, having grown up in New England. But my dad moved our family to San Diego for one year and then regretted it. We moved back. But during that one year, I was eight years old. He had some uh, some guys over from work to watch a playoff game, and I asked him. I said, "Can I watch with you guys?" He said, yeah, "Absolutely, come on." And so I said, what team are you rooting for? And he said, the team in green, the Green Bay Packers. And I said, I'll take the other team. And it was the Rams. And it's and, been, and I you, stuck with it. And my dad is the worst fan in the world, okay? Absolute fair weather fan. Only roots for teams that are winning. That's his quote-unquote favorite team. But I've been a Rams fan my whole life. Yeah. So going back to the Super Bowl, second time in the last four years. Yeah, I I, uh, I told you about the uh, the fan. Uh, somebody told me about this, but uh, somebody had a, around here had a relative. Speaking of only choosing winners, and, yeah. Uh, so they had they had a relative, and they asked because they told us about this. Said, uh, "Who do you pull for in college?" And they go, "Well, Alabama. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an Alabama football fan." And they said. <clears throat> What do you mean, football fan? Yeah, I'm an, I'm a, I'm a Kentucky basketball fan. <laughs> uh, I said, no, no, that's not legit. You, you can't do that. That's not allowed. That's not allowed. <laughs> you can't, you can't pick out your, your, you know, your favorite is the one that's always at the yeah. top, top, the, yeah, top three, exactly like that. So, anyway, uh, you're listening to today's issues, and uh, we got a lot to talk about yes. today. I, uh, I, I would like to mention, if it's okay, that at the Game yesterday, where the the Rams is this okay to mention this now? Yes, let's mention this now. We it was in Los Angeles, and the San Francisco Forty ers were the visiting team. And at the game, apparently, because uh, uh, pictures were posted, uh, Magic Johnson, the former Los Angeles Laker great, posted pictures of the people up in one of the suites watching the game. Gavin Newsom, all right, the governor of California, Magic Johnson, the uh, mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti, and then San Francisco Mayor London Breed. I didn't know who that was until I saw. None of them had masks. No. On. 
None of them had masks on. And, and there's a mask mandate. There's a mask mandate for all indoor activities. So all these people that I mentioned, with the exception of Magic Johnson, are people who enforce the mandate. Gavin Newsom, Garcetti, none of them wearing masks. Keller me shocked. Yes. Uh, the, the hypocrisy <laughs> I, is just off the charts yeah. with these people. They, oh, yeah. uh, this, yeah. These pictures were posted by Magic Johnson, so I don't think uh, these uh, officials were expecting them to be made public necessarily. But it shows the rank hypocrisy of the left-wing politicians who want uh, uh, mask mandates for everybody, excluding, including school children, right. while they themselves don't follow the law right, or the rules. Their own laws. Their own laws. And that isn't the first time that Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, has been caught. No, he he's right, right. just ridiculously hypocritical and doesn't care. No, he's been caught. Care. He's been caught a half dozen times. Well, there's no there's no repercussions for them because right. it's a it's a deep blue state, so they can say mask mandates for everybody, but then they don't. The elite politicians don't have to wear them. Yeah, right. they'll probably come up with some uh, lame excuse. You know, I was caught up in the moment. We took it off to eat or drink something and oh, take a picture it, together on Fox News, where this story, where I saw this story, where actually, where Tim, you pointed it out to me. They said none of them appeared to be eating or drinking. So that's when you're supposed to be. No, they're to not. If you go down. there on the Fox News website, it's like the second story. Yeah. They're just waving and smiling, having a good yeah. time there at the football game, and they're not wearing masks. And the none people of, in the background. The people in the background. And you know in what's the insane? A five year old today going to kindergarten in California has to wear a mask. Yep. All day. Yes. You got a preschool out there that was shut down by the state because two, three, and four-year-olds weren't this, wearing a mask. This just goes to show you they don't believe in their own right yeah. uh, rules. Uh, they don't believe it keeps you safe. Uh, you know, Magic Johnson, right, has uh, he's been living with HIV mm -hmm. now for, what, 25 years He or would be so? immunocompromised in that category. Yes, that's yeah, right. They don't care. They're right around him, maskless. Yeah. So uh, it's just about control. Another no, more evidence that it's just about controlling the people uh, with these uh, mandates. That's all it is. All right, like we needed more news on that, right? right yeah, <laughs> on yeah. that front. All, all right, right so I didn't mean to bring up a sore subject there with the COVID mask mandates, but no, it I just said. wanted to to mock. I was going to leave you to do it. Not and, and how many liberal politicians have we seen documented where they? put the mask on for the photo op, and then it shows them five minutes later talking to other people, and they pulled the mask off. Right. So, uh, anyway. Was it Rashida Tlaib who got caught yeah. saying, I only do yeah. this because some Republicans are watching? Yeah. she had a, That was a Republican tracker in her midst, yeah. I think is what she referred to him as. Yeah. All right. Anywho, uh, one of the big stories today and for the uh, foreseeable future, especially this month, is uh, President Biden's Supreme Court pick. Uh, for people that, for whatever reason, are not aware of what I'm about to say, Justice Stephen Breyer, uh, it was announced last week that he is retiring. He's been there since 1994, Justice Breyer has. And so now this is President Joe Biden's first opportunity to nominate someone to the Supreme Court. And Biden has said... Uh, that he is going to look for somebody with various credentials and to meet a couple of uh, specific categories. Clip one. Someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. Now, that was last week, late last week, with Justice Breyer standing next to him at the White House. 
Uh, and the reason I bring all this up today is because there is an ABC poll out that finds most Americans want Biden to consider all nominees in his Supreme Court selection, not just somebody who's black, not just somebody who is a woman, but anybody and everybody for this particular situation. And, you know, at a time in which Biden's approval ratings have been very low, uh, maybe even at record lows for a president early on, this is not the news that any president wants uh, going into a midterm election period, and then you have this hitting the news cycle, Ed. Well, he's – yeah, Ed, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, it's it, – uh, I'm always happy to – I'll toss it up. There yes. we go. Okay. <laughs> um, well, look, I certainly have no problem with considering, you know, historical, you know, steps that you can take for the Supreme Court, but I agree with the vast majority – of Americans is you should be looking for the most qualified person for a position like the Supreme Court. And by qualified, I would mean the the Democratic left obviously doesn't mean this. I would mean someone who understands and upholds the Constitution as it is written, a, a constitutionalist or, or, or an originalist. Uh, but this is this is bizarre the, it is clearly the case that can, then candidate joe biden was pandering to his base mm-hmm. by promising i'm going to break you know the mold here and select a black woman what if there please uh, d- uh, don't don't misunderstand what i'm saying i'm sure there are qualified black women absolutely for the supreme court but what if there wasn't <laughs> and you have painted yourself into a corner and said, well, even if she's not qualified, I'm putting her on the Supreme Court. And 76% of Americans think that this is the wrong criteria to use. That's yeah. all I got. Yeah. My question is, what if it's, just say hypothetically, okay, I'm not making a joke here. What if there is a black man who is in the judiciary somewhere who identifies as a woman? What, what show I Biden wish you were do? kidding, but that's that's... No longer in this day and age, yeah. like you know, who's to deny that guy? So, well, the uh, listen, he's gonna he made this deal back during the campaign, as Ed referenced with uh, Clyburn from South Carolina, the representative there, who evidently made him commit. Made Biden, I'm talking about commit to an African American woman being on the Supreme Court should he get that uh, opportunity to appoint such. And so that he's only following, you know, fulfilling that uh, promise to Clyburn because Clyburn saved Biden's political career. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, because he was dead point. in the water, yeah. and Clyburn in South Carolina got all the black voters to mm-hmm. rally behind Biden in the primary, right. and that's and then got everybody saved else him. to bow out. Hmm? Yeah, that's what happened to that's Bernie saved. Sanders' campaign. Clyburn yeah, got so, involved with Biden, and then listen, it's just going to be a, a lefty for a lefty. Uh, as far as uh, the uh, who's on the Supreme right. Court, I don't expect there to be too much of a fight unless, mm-hmm. as Ed, you said this morning, he comes up with some wild-eyed communist. Right. Uh, you know, which... Republicans are going are gonna to play according to the rules most of the time when it comes to someone like this. Mm-hmm. They are going to say, all right, if the president gets to appoint or nominate, whomever he wants, as long as that person is reasonably well qualified, we're going to advise and consent and yeah. give him his pick. Yeah. Now, if I were Republicans, I would go back to her high school days 
and see who she dated and find out if there was any inappropriate activity that uh, that happened. Like they did with Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair game. Yeah. You know, you need to go back in her life, whoever it is, and uh, interview. Uh, and then he, any accusations, regardless of Need to of be taken you, seriously. That's right. And they need whoever makes the accusation needs to be called to Washington, D.C. to testify. And needs to be believed. Yes, that's right. That's right. So believe we'll, him or we'll believe see, her. We'll Hashtag. Car, uh, Tongue-in-cheek here, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead, Steve. Well, I have some sound that, that builds off the point here that, you know, um, Republicans are going to, you know, go through the process here, but maybe not necessarily uh, do the same things Democrats did. Uh, when it comes to the upcoming confirmation hearings for Biden's nominee, former Governor Mike Huckabee told the Todd Starn Show on Friday, this is not the hill for Republicans to die on. Clip three. It is not the hill to die on. Now, I know there are going to be some Republicans, probably some callers to your show, that will skin me alive for what I've said. But I've been in this business 30 years, and you have to pick your fights and pick the ones you can win and pick the ones that put you in a position where you can win the bigger fight later on. And that's what we need to be winning is the big fight. And that happens later. It's not this one. I would suggest that they give them a rigorous hearing, ask them tough questions about the Constitution and issues. But when it comes down to the vote, even after they've exposed them, don't make it so that you do everything you can to try to stop the actual appointment unless it is so outrageous, you know, that a person is an avowed Marxist or something and a person hates the Constitution. Then it's the Democrats. Even then, the Democrats have to carry that burden of the person that gets nominated and affirmed all the way through these elections. Anything stand out there to you guys? Pretty much agree with Governor Huckabee right there. I would just say, uh, just vote. Uh, you can vote tomorrow. Well, they need to have a hearing. I understand mm-hmm. that. But uh, if you want to vote no, vote no. Uh, now, I think they're going to have four, five, or six uh, Republicans who are going to vote yes. Um, maybe more than that. We'll see what happens. Yeah. There's at least two. Um, and the reason I say that is because uh, you've got Senator Lindsey Graham saying over the weekend, or suggesting rather, uh, that he's okay with whoever Biden p- uh, puts out there. Lisa Collins or Susan Collins uh, feels the same pretty much. Well, uh, for Lindsey Graham from South Carolina, his his sort of standard has been over the years. He hasn't really changed. He's going to vote yes on presidential appointments to the court, regardless if it's a Republican or a Democrat. Obviously, he is a Republican, uh, as long as they're not outrageous. Mm-hmm. But he would qualify because he would say that's the prerogative of right. – of the president, and uh, you have he's a uh, the, the uh, chief executive. I mean, excuse me, he was elected, mm-hmm. so that's the that's what he's going to say now. That but the Democrats have always played smear, scorched earth <clears throat> uh, with re- with Republican. I mean, it almost doesn't matter who they are that, that you're going to hear the same old things. Uh, the Democrats are going to try to block a Republican appointee to the Supreme Court, uh, but. Republicans do not have not traditionally and do not uh, act like that. Uh, that's that is a big difference between how they treat judicial appointments. Right, going all the way back to Robert Bork and to yeah. Listen, the Democrats primarily have always been worried that Roe versus Wade would be overturned. That's so they so they've used uh, for for good candidates. Even they've used scare tactics. They know that you. The, the America is basically divided on abortion so that you couldn't win on that issue alone. So you've got to come up with something else to go against the Republican Supreme court uh, nominees. Mm-hmm. 
to smear them to hopefully knock off three or four votes from the Republican side when, when they uh, voted to confirm or not. It hadn't really worked, but uh, it, it just stopped the nominees. Gorsuch, uh, uh, also Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh yeah. and then now, uh, you know, Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, so, now I will say that Mitch McConnell uh, did go uh, uh, cold-blooded when it came to Merrick Garland. It was one, in my opinion, one of Mitch McConnell's finest moments. Remember, in the last year of President Obama's second term, mm -hmm. he nominated uh, Merrick Garland. Right. And Mitch McConnell said at the beginning of the year, "We're not voting on this guy before the election." Right. And he mm -hmm. kind of said, "My opinion is the American people need to vote on who they want in that slot for the Supreme Court because." President Obama had no more he wasn't going to be reelected. Yeah. So that that was that was a moment when and I thought rightly what Mitch McConnell did uh so he did deny a vote on Merrick Garland right. at that time. Which is what had been done as Mitch McConnell would say traditionally through our yes. history in that situation. All right, next story, Chris. Well, um let's uh let's mention this. Um it's it's a Troubling story here, but sticking with the Biden administration. You know, oftentimes when you get a new president, his or her administration is going to want to do things differently. Uh, and in recent days, the Biden administration announced it wants to start see, uh, forcing insurance companies to pay or cover for transgender procedures. Uh -huh. And so this would mean people with private insurance are going to have to start covering these kinds of things for their employees or maybe even for themselves. And uh, oftentimes, uh, when things like this happen, a lot of special interest groups, maybe even those that we work with, uh, AFA works with closely, they start weighing in and issuing uh, public, common, public comments about how wrong uh, this is, why we need to stop it, uh, stuff like that. I have some sound here from attorney Rachel Morrison of the Ethics and Public Policy Center uh, talking to AFN about the various concerns with the Biden administration wanting to force insurance companies to force or cover transgender procedures. Clip seven. This also tramples religious freedom. Religious organizations would likely be presented with plans that cover these procedures, regardless of their religious beliefs opposing these treatments for minors. Employees would be offered plans that cover these services, and it would be difficult for them to not have to pay for these different treatments in their own insurance plans. And basically, at the end of the day, it places ideology ahead of sound medicine. One other organization I got some comments from on Friday is a Family Policy Alliance and spokeswoman Meridian, Meridian Baldacci said the first duty of medicine is to do no harm. Yet today, the Biden administration is attempting to force through a policy of must do harm. And they go on to uh, comment on this. We'll still cover this uh, throughout today right. on AFN. So you're telling me that Biden and his administration have announced that he's going to uh, try to force insurance companies to pay for <clears throat> surgery if a man wants to become try to become a woman and a woman or a woman wants to try to become a man. Yes, that is correct. Which you can't do, by the way, your chromosomes. That is also right. correct. Um, but that's that's not a uh, <clears throat> a surgery for health reasons. No, that's a. You know that's a choice. Well, they they would they would say for it's for mental health. Mm -hmm. 
Again, I'm not defending yeah. it. No, I understand. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, no, they, yeah. That's what they were saying. They were saying, well, a lot of things can be covered under mental health, yes. then, I guess, couldn't it? Um, but, yeah, uh, but that could cause insurance rates to go up mm-hmm. for – if there were, if it were, if there were a lot of people who use that provision in there their insurance, be. but there won't be, because the percentage of people in this country who are gender dysphoric is very, very tiny. It's way, it's way well, under one percent, and then the you'd have to look at the percentage of those who want to transition using surgery. That's going to be a tiny. So it's probably not going to increase. Um, the costs to everyone else, but it could put Christian ministries and Christian organizations. In, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what the ethics. Yeah. Can, and can a president that. do that unilaterally? Uh, I don't that think seems to so. me to be a congressional. Maybe he's just issued a statement. He's in favor of it. No. Yeah. They're, they're looking to do, to do this as a rule or a regulation. I wouldn't, I'm not a lawyer. Um, I have a communications degree, which probably is worth this paper. But anyway, um, I don't think he has the authority, any president, to do it. But there's a couple of things to point out here. The government has for a long time set regulations for health care and health coverage. So they would probably point back to, well, we have precedent here. You know, we already have regulations here, here, and here. And we just had the Supreme Court rule in favor of the administration forcing health care workers to get the COVID shot. The reason being is because those employees went into that job knowing that the government set regulations for that job for all the other stuff and based on that the supreme court said that rule can stand well this is this is a a huge problem for our constitutional republic because the department of health and human services oversees the medical profession and healthcare in this country so yes as currently organized the federal government probably could with the president uh in charge of the executive branch he tells Health and Human Services, I want this change with regards to insurance. But the fact is we are so far afield already from the way the Constitution has set up the government hey. that we've got these alphabet soup, huge organizations, departments mm-hmm. that uh, we've said this many times, that are hybrids. They are created and empowered by Congress but run by the executive branch. Right. They are a fourth branch of the government mm-hmm. and the constitution. Our founding fathers never envisioned this kind yeah. of bureaucracy, but that's what mm-hmm. we've allowed to happen. Hey, if you, uh, if you get the uh, surgery, mm-hmm. right. Can you, and then five years from now you say, you know what? I want to go, I want to go reverse this. I want to go back to, can you do that? Uh, medically? No. Okay. Well, it depends what kind of surgery well, you're true. talking yes. about. No, uh, what I'm saying is, without being, you know, overly graphic. graphic here, but if you carve up the human body, you obviously can't reverse that. True. And and in many cases, with the medications they give, you also can't reverse the effects that has on yeah. your body. So yeah. you know, uh, because so, it's unnatural. Yes, it's unnatural. So so w- in other words, women. Young girls and uh, teenagers who start taking, you know, hormone blockers, those kinds of uh, drugs, they actually prevent their body from developing reproductive capacity. You cannot reverse that Yeah. when you're in your 20s or 30s. And there is a conflict of interest here because one of the higher up people at HHS is a man pretending to be a woman.
Yeah, this is the assistant secretary mm-hmm. or something. Levine? Yeah. Here's where I exercise self-discipline. <laughs> and I don't say anything as we're leaving for a break, which, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's very good. Good for you. Yes. All right, we're going to take a short time out right here. More uh, feel-good stories from Chris Woodward <laughs> after this time out. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. Forty Days for Life President and CEO Sean Carney tells The Stand, we sometimes have a confidence problem when abortion comes up. It all comes down to the fact that people just don't know what to say. That's why he co-wrote the book, What to Say When, and he shares some great advice with The Stand to help you start the process of changing hearts and minds about abortion. You can read Gain Confidence to Champion Life at afa.net slash the stand. The Stand, formerly AFA Journal. If you like trips where you have to plan everything, then uh, maybe our tour is not for you. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman with American Family Association and American Family Radio. Of course, I'm talking about our spiritual heritage tours of Washington, D.C., Mount Vernon, and then a separate trip to Williamsburg, Virginia. But we take these spiritual heritage tours twice a year, once in June and once in September, And guess what? We take care of everything. All you have to do is, as they say, show up. Uh, Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation, who is a historian, will be joining us for both tours. And uh, he will comment and tell you everything you need to know about the places, the times, the events that we will experience on these tours of Washington, D.C. and Williamsburg. For all the information... Just go to the website, spiritualheritagetours.com for everything. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Again, that's "Go Visit" to the number 49596. The grown-ups who run a private school in Providence, Rhode Island, are concerned about heterosexual-specific Valentine's Day cards. That's apparently a thing in today's woke culture. The Moses Brown Lower School fired off guidelines for the sorts of cards that are permissible. Families were told to steer clear of cards that only portray white people. Now, it seems a bit odd seeing how most grade school cards feature cute bunnies or birds or puppy dogs. Representation matters, that's what the school's headmaster says, and that includes in matters of sex. Parents were told to avoid gender normative cards, as in little boys who have crushes on little girls. School leaders feared that transgender first graders might feel left out. Instead, they want students to exchange cards that promote inclusivity. You know, it sounds to me like the school's run by a bunch of grown-ups who never got Valentine's Day cards when they were in grade school. The cancel culture mob ruins everything. I'm Todd Stearns. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter 1.3 
American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today's issues is the name of their program. Ed, we fail to mention how folks can watch us on the internet or it is a failure, Tim. And and I, I think apologize. it can be rectified. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that right now. Yeah, you rectify that. Okay, folks. If you want to watch us do radio, uh-huh. and as we say, who wouldn't? Then and I'm waving right now to those who are watching, then go to YouTube or Facebook, search for today's issues. Click through, and you can watch us. If you would like to stream American Family Radio, uh, and you're not in your car, and you want to do this at the house, you don't have a radio, uh, some houses don't have radios anymore, and you have a computer, you can go to AFR.net, and you can stream our audio live. We stream it live, just the audio. And if you're going to be traveling and be away from maybe your terrestrial radio station in between cities, for example, you can download the AFR app on your smartphone or other portable device and you can listen wherever you have a good signal so can't help you if you have a dumb phone but if you have a you smart have a one now? you can do it a, a dumb, dumb phone a dumb phone wasn't too long ago that's what everybody had oh yeah i was telling my kids recently i have a i have two daughters 12 and 8 I'm like you y'all just don't realize like back in the day like my dad had a bag phone it was like we were going to call it an airstrike <laughs> when we went somewhere you know <laughs> The bag phone. You remember uh, those? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like a big briefcase with like a phone built in. Listen, I used to uh, mess around. My, uh, you know, people used to have car phones. Oh, yeah. You know, like uh, way back Magnum PI and all that. And uh, for a while, I my, my wife just shakes her head when I do these kind of things. But, you know, like those little toy phones that kids would have? I would put it, bring it into the car <laughs> and then, you know, raise it up and pretend like I was talking on it. My wife would just say, you're embarrassing me. But. Can't you know, I'd be talking, I'd look at somebody, I'd wave, and <laughs> well, the it plastic was really phone. hilarious, the plastic phone. Uh, I remember the first installed phone we got in the car, in the van. That's probably, gosh, that's, that's got to be 25, 30 years ago. You know, well, what, I'm ta- you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. Never used it. <laughs> well, because, huh? yeah, you know. Couldn't go, I remember calling from Atlanta, uh, dri- we're driving through Atlanta, that's about the only place we Close to us that had actual service. <laughs> and I remember thinking, uh, telling Allison, I, we just need to use this thing. Call somebody, <laughs> you know? Well, and driving through Atlanta, you want to have both hands on the wheel. Duly noted. So, All right, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Uh, Chris, next story. Well, we let off the show talking about this poll saying uh, most Americans uh, want Biden to have, you know, consider all kinds of nominees for the Supreme Court, not necessarily a, a woman or a black woman. Um, the Another black eye for the administration uh, is this story out of Daily Wire, which finds um, Biden's DHS secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, admitting in recent days uh, that the border crisis is worse now than it's been in at least 20 years, if not ever. All right, and- now wait a minute. Let's set, let's set this up okay. correctly because this is the – um, Department of Homeland Security. Of Homeland Security Director. Mm-hmm. This fella is a cabinet level position. Exactly. Under the Biden administration. Now, we all know 
it's been reported that Biden has allowed 2 million people into the interior of our country, right? Since in the last year. He's, he's, uh, he opened the floodgates, and now people from around the world are traveling to our southern border and walking right across. And in fact, getting plane tickets, this is what this is about. Yeah. Getting plane tickets and bus tickets to go wherever they want to go. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what's happening, has been happening. And so it's, it's interesting to me that this fellow would be quoted or would go on the record. Was this on the record or off the record? It was one of those uh, situations where he was recorded uh, somewhere. I'll, I'll read a little wasn't bit. He, wasn't story. he speaking to Border Patrol agents? Yes. Um, I'll, just some of the information uh, says, quote, talking, this is me. Alejandro Mayorkas speaking. He says, quote, the job has not gotten any easier over the last few months, and it was very, very difficult throughout 2021. I know apprehending families and kids is not what you signed up to do, and now we have a composition that is changing even more with Cubans, Venezuelans, Nicaraguans, and the like. It just gets more difficult, he said, according to an audio file obtained by Town Hall. He went on to say, I know the policies of this administration are not particularly popular with U.S. Customs and Border Protection, but that's the reality, and let's see what we can do within within that framework. And why would he say something like that? Well, a lot of people, of especially the unions that um, oversee Border Patrol agents, they're not happy because this situation is putting <clears throat> them in danger, and then you have them working all hours to try to <clears throat> apprehend Listen, these people. Now, I'm... Uh, I have a very, very, very high threshold for impeachment. But this is an impeachable offense, in my view. And you're not the first one to say that. You're talking about impeaching President Biden. Biden. Biden, it's a dereliction of duty. Okay? He is constitutionally bound to defend the borders of the United States of America. And he's done the opposite he has, uh, in fact, the other night, uh, the other day, there was a recording of a uh, federal contractor. I think it was in the city. Uh, it was in the New York in New York State that was caught on a microphone uh, on a secret, uh, like a body cam footage. A body cam footage. Do we have that? We do, and I can set uh, it up uh, for you. Yes, yeah, set, set set that up first, and, and you know we we. I guess could be considered belaboring the point here. We've talked about this story ad nauseum, but I think uh, this is going to be a big issue in the fall elections. Mm -hmm. And also I would just challenge people who vote Democrat to tell us, tell the rest of us here, when does this stop? When, when, when are you, when are you going to quit letting people just flood into our country? And we don't even know who they are, where they're coming from, or what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And they're, 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 we are, do you even believe in borders at all? Because it doesn't appear the Democrats even believe in borders at all. Now they'll make these lame excuses. Oh, we're going through the asylum. What do they call it? Yeah, uh, asylum proceedings. Asylum proceedings. In the meantime, people need to be let into the interior of our country, and then they come back for their asylum appeals. Later, we all know that that doesn't happen. Okay. Uh, that's not, no, no. How many, okay. Just assume that that's what you believe. You're going to let 5 million in, right? 10 million. Where does it stop? 
uh, because people are learning around the world. They can come to our southern border. That's why the mm-hmm. even uh, Biden's own man was saying they're coming from everywhere now. Yeah, they come. Right. A lot of people we have learned over the past couple of years, even going back to the Trump administration, a lot of people from um, Africa, from parts of the Middle East, they'll go to Mexico and then come up through well, the border. It was like 140 different countries mm-hmm. where we had people. Biden needs from. to have to answer for this. Yes. Okay? And the only way he answers for it uh, is uh, Republicans taking over in November, and then they can chair committees and they can have hearings. And some of them have already threatened to do so. Uh, Ted Cruz, well, they're gonna uh, back do at it. the end of the year, they're gonna was do like, it. We're gonna, the House will file impeachment against Biden. And this is indefensible. Absolutely. That, that's why they're flying them around and dropping people off in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Without telling state governors right, or because mayors. They're try, because they're trying to hide it because they know – it looks bad. Yeah. Now, now you're you're mm-hmm. about to set this up. Yes, what, I will. What, are we, what are we about to hear? Okay. So this is a news report from last Thursday, I believe it was, on Fox News. You're going to hear Jackie Heinrich talking about that body cam footage that Tim just mentioned there. And at the end of the audio, you're going to hear a portion of the um, body cam footage in which a law enforcement official says the government's betraying the American people. Okay. Let me just just add a little bit of this. This is a the scene here is a night time flight mm-hmm. is it in the state of new york yes okay a flight comes in from the border at night in the middle of the night carrying people who have come here illegally exactly most all of them that i saw on there were males mm-hmm. they were single they're like single males now okay so what you're about to hear is a federal contractor right at the end of the audio that we're going to end of the audio they're, he's having, they're having a conversation among themselves because they've just been hired to deliver these people to this to, to New York like they've been shipped all over the country. And here is his react. Here is the react. Here's the conversation. The reaction. Go ahead. Well, this uh, video was obtained through a public records request by the Republican candidate for governor in New York, and it appears to show a police officer who's frustrated that. Local police haven't been given any information about these flights arriving after curfew at the White Plains Airport. Uh, in one of those conversations recorded on his body camera, a contractor tells the officer the Department of Human Services wants to keep the flights on the lowdown, not attract attention, and also directs the contractors not to share their work IDs with local officials. If this gets out, the government's betraying the American people. Yeah, you could hardly hear it for the plane. Yeah. So you're saying when talking about impeachment that – because some people say this is just politics. But you're saying that if China invaded and took Hawaii and President Biden did not respond, even though militarily he had the capability of defending Hawaii – that that's grounds for impeachment. That are you, are you saying? Well, that? yeah, yeah. Okay, I admit that it gets legally and technically murky. Okay, because who would ever think? Who would ever have thought? <coughs> pardon me. That the the the, the that the uh, the sheriff doesn't want to stop a burglary. <laughs> Okay. Or a bank robbery. You, or a bank robbery. You just assume that, right? Here we have the president of the United States, and one of his first duties is to protect our borders. Why even have borders? And so he's, but he's not. He's facilitating law breaking 
on a mass scale to the tune of now 2 million people since he was elected with no end in sight. And I'm just saying, if if he can't be held to account, in my, in my, I'm thinking impeachment, then what protection do the American people have? I, I, you might say, well, they can elect a Republican president and stop it. Well, that's really not the point. Uh, the point is you have a president who is a, it's a, it's a dereliction of, of constitutional duty, and even his own cabinet-level uh, HHS secretary is, is saying that it's worse than it's been in 20 years, right? Right, if, if not home, ever. Homeland Security. His own guy. Well, I, yeah. I, I, what did I say? Homeland Security. Yeah. The home, Homeland Security fella who seems inept to me, if you listen to him, he's like, I can't do He's in it over his head, it seems like. Well, yeah. It's an impossible situation unless and you're unless you're in favor. You know, he's had to answer uh, like the U.S. Border Patrol chief was in a uh, tense back and forth over what's been happening. And that's why my orcas was explaining that it's the worst it's been because he has to say something because he's he, speaking there to the Border Patrol. Yeah, agents. he has to say something. He has to admit yeah, this is this is pretty bad. But if you're put in charge of Homeland Security and you have to basically oversee the Biden policy, which is to let two million, three million, four million, who knows what in the a top pandemic. number. In add, a pandemic. Add the pandemic to it. And not even checking whether no. these not testing well, these people. And that brings us back to the uh, the criticism, uh, and rightly so, that Newsom and the others are going to face because uh, you've had all these people telling us for two years now, you need to do this. We need to do this. We need to do this. You have to do it. Yeah. All these kinds of things. And then they don't follow their own rules. Joe Biden has been talking about how we're in a pandemic of the unvaccinated. You need to get your shot. You need to get your booster. You need to wear a mask. It's the most patriotic thing. And then you got all kinds of people coming over the border, right. and we're not forcing which, them which to do belies it. Which his, 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 right. his message on that because he's letting millions of people over our border. We don't know their status, COVID status even. That's really not the point. The point is here, you got to control your borders. You can't have people. And they're abusing yeah. the asylum claims, and we all know that. Right. Okay, listen, we'll move on here. It's very frustrating, but uh, the political bottom line here is that Biden and the Democrats want to flood the country with Democrat voters in the future. And how do you do that? You just let them walk across, and you ship them all over America. Hopefully, in Biden's opinion, you could ship them to red states where right. you could hopefully change that, to, especially purple states where you could change the, right. the voting dynamics there because the Democrats want to – we see in New York City, they made that you don't even have to be a citizen, right, to vote locally for Lo local locally right. in New York City. That's the goal of the Democrats is to, uh, but basically you you're you're not going to be able to control voting. That's right. that's really where they're headed with this. Go, go ahead, Chris. Next story. Well, uh, we cover a lot of um, anti-Semitism uh, issues on AFN.net. We also cover issues involving free speech. Uh, Steve's done a great job of uh, covering those for us, um, and he'll be in later today. But um, I want to bring this in because it involves two organizations that are widely known and have been for years. Let's begin with this one, the Anti-Defamation League, which was an organization, if you're not aware, uh, was it was founded to combat anti-Semitism, but it's gone woke and it's now changing its definition of racism. And uh, you know, obviously getting a lot of attention here. This is one of the stories that 
caught your attention over the weekend. Right. Uh, what did you think about this? Tim? Well, the, it, what it is, it's a, it's, it's the Jewish equivalent of the NAACP. Okay. It's a organization, a historic organization meant to, uh, speak out on, uh, anti-Semitism, as you said, and, and so forth. Now, what they've done is they, the, they, that organization changed their definition of racism. That's what, can you read what they're. Yeah, I'll push it. Okay. Punch it up. Can you read, this is important because this is another organization that has fallen. They were already left wing. Okay. Right. But they've fallen into the hands of the woke CRT crowd Mm -hmm. is what they've fallen into. Go yeah. Go, go ahead and tell me their new definition. All right, so this is, uh, this is what they've changed it to. Quote, the marginalization and or oppression of people of color based on a socially constructed racial hierarchy that privileges white people. Okay, do you have the old definition? I do. Uh, the old definition, and this is coming from the blaze, they dug it up. Uh, quote, racism is the belief that a particular race is superior or inferior to another, that a that, person. That's good. That's yeah. the part I wanted to make mention of. Yeah. So what the uh, ADL is saying, the Anti-Defamation League, in creating its new definition of racism is that only white people can be racist. Exactly. Right. Because the argument has been made over and over and over again that you're trying to solve a problem of racism by using racism. And so to head that off, the Anti-Defamation League has changed the definition of racism, which implies that they've been wrong their whole history as to what racism actually is because they've changed the defi- mm-hmm. definition from what everybody knows racism is to this new definition, admitting they've been wrong for however many years they've been yeah. in existence. So the Anti-Defamation League is defaming white people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is what is the? It's a uh, the critical race theory that 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 that's what this is. Diversity, basically. equity, inclusion. Yeah, it's it's the war on white people. I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, often by white people, right? <laughs> yeah, huh? and uh, they want to uh, create. Uh, what's what's the objective here? Uh, what's the ultimate objective? Why would you do that? Why would you? We're told don't generalize, right, by, right. The, by the left on everything except this. Well, the goal is, I, I think, fairly simple, but it's sinister, okay, is you want to make the argument and convince people that this country is fundamentally racist. Its founders were racist. It was... uh not just the founder of our constitutional republic. I'm talking about the people who came here, white Europeans. All of it's racist. Institutions are racist. The people running the country, the majority of people are racist. The land so, stolen. The land stolen. Mm-hmm. So you have to tear it all down. Okay. And that's why uh, critical race theory and all this new woke, uh, this woke approach to the issue of race always says, white people, you cannot change. You are racist. You cannot be cured, and the goal is to say everything's racist. Let's tear it all down and start all over again. And my belief is it would be with a Marxist approach Mm -hmm. to life. They're going to use our system, our constitutional freedoms, to tear us down. And, in fact, these these critical race theory people, they advocate – their argument is 
that the traditional Martin Luther King approach to race relations is inadequate because you cannot solve the problem of racism going that route. So all, all, all that it has been done, the dialogue, dialogue doesn't work because everything here in this country is racist. Tear it all down. Yeah. But yet we spent a day. Except the NBA. Observing him. Except yeah. the NBA, right. Yeah. The NBA. You know, you, you know this, and, and where this leads, people, where this ultimately leads to is communism and Marxism. That's why the Black Lives Matter movement originally, two of their three founders said that they were avowed Marxist. Yeah. Avowed trained, maybe, trained Marxist. Trained Marxist. So that's where they want to go with this ultimately. And a lot of people who support the Black Lives Matter movement, they don't know this. They just say, hey, I'm for being fair to black people sign me up for that well who isn't for, you know what i'm saying right who would uh, who Who's is opposed the, to that who is opposed to that but what they do is they exploit that to get people to they shake down companies to get millions and millions of dollars and they also exploit that to say defund the police and to uh, uh against the nuclear family that, that was that was on the black lives matter Website. So that's where they want to go. It's like Colin Kaepernick. You know, every time we have a patriotic holiday, Colin Kaepernick says, it's not my holiday. Right. You know, July 4th, uh, it's illegitimate, stolen land, all this stuff, <laughs> which I want to say. Tell me what land in the world history isn't stolen right. by your definition. Right. Huh? Uh, it's only a, but it just seems I always come back on an attack on. Well, uh, it's, this is, this is uh, th- like, uh, there are, Mexican activists who talk about the Southwest of the United States having been stolen from Mexico. And I say, you're right. We were a bigger power and we took it. All right. I'm not saying right or wrong in terms of eternity, God judges, but I want to say to the Mexican people complaining about it. Do you know where Mexican people come from? Mexican people are the descendants of Spanish conquerors who then started marrying and having kids with the native populations. That's where Mexican people come from. So the Spanish stole the land first. Right. Subjugated the native peoples there, intermarried, and created Mexican people. And now Mexican people are complaining that the United States stole land from them. Well, this is the way young, energetic nations operate. And the United States was no exception. It, uh, this whole movement, this critical race theory movement and the woke movement, uh, anti-American movement, uh, the anti-white people, all of it's combined. It's meant to exploit people's, uh, there are real uh, problems and injustices in our history in America that we've acknowledged and dealt with and moved forward from, mm-hmm. uh, okay, we can't go back and change that. But what these people want to do is they want to tear down America in the name of justice for those past sins. The, 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 so they exploit people's, uh, they try to divide people uh, on socioeconomic, especially they try to divide people on racial. That's why they're saying white people are evil. You can't change, you're wicked. Uh, and, and, and they want, and they, uh, they want, they find these white liberals who want to self-loathe all the time for 
for the for the you know our country's history you know some of the history but the goal is to get rid of the america we know right and replace it with something else the other group i was going to mention real quick uh we mentioned the adl situation there Uh, on fox news today there was a story about a former head of the aclu that's criticizing that organization for failing to defend free speech saying quote what is the aclu doing um fighting against free speech you know this was an organization like the sblc a long time ago that did what things might be yeah. referred to as good and now they're doing the exact opposite. oh the aclu same thing they've been taken over by the woke crowd the crt crowd that we just described the last 10 minutes mm-hmm. uh, and <coughs> and 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 that ideology is uh is creeping well not creeping it's like taking over yeah colleges universities Consuming. a lot of the professional organizations in this country are dealing with this too it's a real problem because uh these folks it's been an insidious plan evidently that by the way just the last three or four years i've just sprung on us as to how deep and wide this movement is the one we just described for the last five minutes attacking the traditional values the institutions that have made our country great uh and uh, that's why they're going after the police now uh, they took over the Boy Scouts in many ways, the Girl Scouts, any any uh, the, the, uh, any groups that represent traditional values. These left wingers go after to try they to even, they even are in shame seminaries. and punish. Right, I mean, we're producing you know pastors and pastors' wives. Oh and all yeah, kinds of oh people. it's big. This is big problem with seminaries and colleges, and you can't just also look at a college and say, well, it's got a Christian name attached right. to it. Oftentimes, they're just as bad. As the uh, secular universities are pushing right. pushing this stuff, uh, socialism, Marxism. Uh, so um, it's it. This is part of the culture war that's going on, really, for the future of our country, for the soul of our nation, and Western civilization. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think that's an. No, over, I think so. Over exaggeration. Right. All right. We shall return with more in five minutes with uh, Steve Jordahl. Now there is a tremendous. Push back against this movement. Don't, yes, I don't want right. to. I don't want to give the idea to folks that to, it all is lost because it's not. It, this is a battle, a war right. waging in our country. Right. We'll be back momentarily. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio. American Family.